Hey everyone, welcome back to Navigating Netflix Originals. As always, I'm Madison, and as always, I'm joined by Jamie. Hello. Welcome back to our podcast, everyone, and you, Jamie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today's selection is a little bit different than I think pretty much anything we've ever yeah. discussed on the show before. <laughs> um, it is called Warn Stories, and if you haven't heard of it, it's an eight-episode mini-series. Uh, each episode's around a half an hour long, and they feature four different individuals in each episode that describe an article of clothing that has a lot of sentimental meaning to them and, and the stories behind why they have such strong attachments to these, these pieces of clothing, mm-hmm. um, which was very interesting because I think we all have something that we feel that way about, or at least did at some point in our life. Um, so I, I really enjoyed listening to everybody's different worn stories. Yeah, no, it's very interesting to see like, yeah, like which article ends up being interesting because like, or important, I mean, because sometimes it's pretty mundane and other times it's just, it's kind of out, a little outlandish in a way, but it's, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely an interesting thing to see. And it does make you reflect. And I, I mean, we'll get to this at some point, I'm sure, but like, I am, I struggle to think of an object, a clothing object that I would present on this show if I were oh. asked. Um, but but like what about uh, an art or something that's not clothing but is like a like because I have like a pillow which okay. we can talk about later yeah uh, but that, like do okay. you have anything yes then I could come up with something yes okay I thought so okay, okay. <laughs> um but yeah um so I thought. Like, I think one of the, the most interesting things about this was it, they, they featured, like, four main people in each episode, yeah. but then there was, like, all these other, like, little backstories. Uh-huh. And I think that some of them were, like, more interesting than the main stories. <laughs> it's like, I want to know more about that one. <laughs> why, yeah. why are we talking about some of these other things? <laughs> like, yeah. that one sounded really cool. Yeah. But, um, Did you have anyone specifically that you were, you would like to hear more about that was mentioned? Okay. I think my favorite out of the little side stories was there was a guy who I, I think he was not in high school anymore, but maybe like in his early 20s. And he was talking about how when he was in high school, it was cool to wear your underwear sticking yeah. out of the back of his pants. And but he never did it because he kind of thought it was weird. But then like one day he finally did it. <laughs> and the girl that he had a crush on like calls him out and is like, oh, I thought you were different. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that is so hilarious. I want to know if they're married now because <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that's a great story. That would be a great story. Yeah, he seems pretty. Uh, he just just seems pretty let down by that. So I'm guessing they're probably not. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't then mention that you know he went back to wearing his underwear inside of his pants where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Perhaps he still wears them sticking out to the stay. Maybe. Maybe. Do you have <laughs> um I'm trying to think if I have any stories like that where like I don't know. Like I guess I could think of a couple stories of wearing certain items and getting like attention in an interesting way like that. Yeah. Do you, do you have anything like that you can think of? I think I'll, I'll tell you mine. Mine okay. is oh. <laughs> at a certain point. God, I think I actually got that when I was 
at the end of middle school or was it the beginning of high school? I got this like black trench coat from Hot Topic, which I'm sure you remember. <laughs> I do, um, indeed. <laughs> and it had like all of the different um, like uh there were like a bunch of ties on like not ties but what's the word like laces um like you could lace it up like a lace corset on the back full disclosure i'm pretty sure it was meant for like women but who cares and uh (laughs) you were skinny enough that it worked (laughs) yeah and so i remember just wearing that and like definitely i feel like i was the talk of my small town because at that point especially i feel like everyone just assumed i was some sort of like satan worshiper because in small town new york that's kind of where everyone's mind goes apparently rural farmland new york yeah we're talking like small small for those listening small small like (laughs) where the population is only in the hundreds not the thousands (laughs) definitely but yeah so that that was something i remember like i was so excited to get and i started wearing and it definitely like changed a lot of perceptions it didn't help the fact that I had very long hair as well, I'm sure, but... I think that it enhanced it, actually. <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't have pulled it off nearly as well with short hair. Yeah. The fact that, and then the, the hair was dyed black as well, so your hair just kind of blended into the coat. <laughs> you couldn't tell where one stopped and the other began. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't think I have anything quite like that. I know I got really into wearing those rubber yeah. bracelets school that every single cause on the planet i think at the same time came out with their own rubber bracelet and i had like 17 of them on each arm <laughs> up to my elbow yeah cutting off the circulation that at some points i think um i still have on one right now but actually this is not one that i got in high school but um yeah. I, I, I i just got into doing that like after my dad was diagnosed with cancer i think and yeah. Or around the same time anyways and i just kind of went overboard with it but i don't know that it made a statement at all that anybody actually noticed <laughs> yeah i remember yeah wow bracelet rubber brace, bracelets were definitely the thing i remember um was, it, was i still wearing them I, there are some photos from like one of your like your birthday party i think where i'm like full on in like fishnets or something or was it fourth of july yes I guess, and we both like. There's a good photo of our wrists because we were have like having a contest to see who could keep their hand in a bucket of ice water for the longest period of time. So our hands look like dead raw fish because they'd been in ice water for like two hours by the time the picture was taken. <laughs> right, but on <laughs> but the you wrists, can see the bracelets really <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> <laughs> so many bracelets, and it, I, yeah, I guess if I still wore those, that would be something I would like really talk about because. I definitely exchanged bracelets with like everyone. So I had yeah. like one from my friend Danielle. I had this one from uh, Dominique and they were like all different and interesting. Also cutting and, like, off circulation, I'm sure. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, bracelet 2006, seven was definitely bracelet year. <laughs> it really was like hot and heavy bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> but I will but say I, have- I also only wear one now and it's... Yeah. The same one you have, so. Yes. Well, it's a little <laughs> different. My writing is in white, but. <laughs> oh, that's true. Mine's not. <laughs> but that was that was the two pack that it came in. <laughs> I, I don't. I only the only other one that I even have from when I was in high school was the one for prostate cancer, which yeah. is what my dad had had, and I don't even I don't know what happened to the rest of them. So I don't think that I had a whole lot of sentimental value attached to <laughs> them besides that one. Yeah. <laughs> 
it was just like a thing that that you did to show you supported these causes look at all the colored causes i support yeah <laughs> i've got one of every color <laughs> yeah hey there are worse uh, things to dedicate your life to you know yeah that's true well yeah you know it was, it was early pre this was pre-social media like i didn't have any other way of telling people that i supported causes <laughs> right <laughs> But, this is how we did it back in the day. We wore colored wristbands. <laughs> we did. Um, but going back to Warren's stories. Yeah, um, back to Warren's stories. What, so let's go through a couple of them that we found particularly fascinating. Um, okay. Which one, if you had to name your first in a list of, of, of like touching <laughs> or interesting ones, which one would you say? Well, I I really it was the very first one that they talked yeah. about too. I love the nudist. Me community. too. <laughs> and at first, I was like, "Isn't this supposed to be a show about people's favorite articles of clothing, like yeah. these people?" But like their story is like what they love about like not wearing clothing, yeah. and it was just very interesting to learn about. I don't think that I'll be joining a nudist community ever, but <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have the self confidence for that. But no. but I also really liked that they started out with that too because I was uh, taken aback a bit. So I also had the same thought. I was like, wait, am I on the right documentary series? Like, what's happening? <laughs> also, but, like, just so you know, full frontal is displayed. So you know, if you're watching it for the first time, <laughs> yeah, just you don't watch it on the subway like I started. And I was like, oh god, I can't watch this here. Uh, not that people would really care, but um, but yeah. yeah, I really like that too because it does make you. It basically turned the topic on its head, which I really liked because it was like, for some people, clothing isn't the thing they love. It's, you know, the thing that they hate, as that woman said over and over again. And I was like, how cool, like a concept to be like, my favorite piece of clothing is no clothing at all. (laughs) One's birthday suit, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, one of the other ones that I really liked was the story of the Bay Mitzvah celebration, which was in... Four. And so it's, I don't, I didn't write anybody's name down, but it's about, a, it follows the story of um, a young person who identifies as non-binary and they are also Jewish. Uh-huh. So I guess normally there's a bar mitzvah for the male celebration yeah. and a bat mitzvah mm-hmm. for the female celebration. So they were looking for a way to have kind of a gender neutral celebration. And I think that they said that this was actually more for like a a plural. Yeah. The word that they're using is is technically plural. The the word that they go with is called the bay mitzvah, which is usually would be like what we would say they and they're like a a plural use of the word. But um, they go, they make it like a really awesome, like gender neutral bay mitzvah celebration. I really enjoyed that storyline. I really like that too, and I I like I like that they brought attention to the fact that it was one of the first of those in apparently the U.S., which is pretty cool. Yeah. Like they are actually like you know kind of forging a path, which is very cool, which was mentioned by the rabbi, I think, by someone who was doing the ceremony. Um, yeah, and, I think it was the rabbi. Yeah, but I don't imagine who else would have been up there with right. them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how these things go, but um, I also. I did like, too, that they had the realization that, um, you know, gender nonconforming or non-binary can mean a lot of different things. And it doesn't need to mean that you dress completely gender neutral. 
because uh, they had talked about the fact that when they first came out as non-binary that they'd really like neutralized everything like they didn't really want to be seen as you know wearing clothes that were too masculine or too feminine and so they just kind of wore things you know like sort of things in between that they didn't necessarily like and so I I like that they had that moment of clarity to be like if I want to wear like a dress that doesn't make you know, it doesn't make them any less gender non-conforming or non-binary than someone who's wearing a pantsuit, you know? So I really liked that idea of it as well, because I think that's kind of something that I think is lost a little bit on on people. Granted, I don't know that I also 100% um, would be able to, you know, accurately explain and represent how someone who's non-binary feels or like what that means, because I myself am not. Um, but I thought it was an interesting thing to present in the show for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do really appreciate like Netflix and a lot of their documentaries going out of their way to include groups of people that a lot of times are just not included in documentaries like that. So it's just good to see that kind of inclusion. And this, this, this series in general just does a really good job of that. Mm -hmm. Um, including a lot of different races, a lot of different cultures, um, a lot of people from the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yes. So what about you? Do you have any favorites? Um, let's see. So uh, there were a couple that I liked because of like the perseverance of it all. Um, like I really enjoyed the astronaut story um, who went to Columbia, who, you know, continuously tried out <laughs> to get accepted into NASA um, but was rejected several times. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool just to see like how that would go. Um, and I really liked also the crossing guards story. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because she like talked about how uh, also a story of perseverance because like for, I forget how, did she say for like 10 years or something? She applied 12 years, 12 years she applied and finally, you know, was able to work because she went above and like essentially t- contacted the Congress people and stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, and she probably was being discriminated. Yeah. Against. She probably wasn't wrong because I'm sure that whatever they don't go into detail about what disability she has, but she mentions that she has one. Yeah. So I'm sure that they just didn't want to take the effort, extra effort that would go along with hiring her kind of thing, which is just shitty. <laughs> Super shitty. But yeah, so it was it was nice to see that element. It was also cool to see that she's sort of created her own world in like the train <laughs> thing. I'm like, oh, yes. what an interesting concept to have like different images essentially of like points of your life that you're revisiting. And I, I, I just love that they like animated her yeah. in that. I'm sure like for her to watch that and like, you know, this is what she has created this world for us to like imagine her being able to be in it and then to actually like see a video of herself walking down the streets of this town that she's created. That had to be so cool. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> like the animation in the whole series is such like, it's so uniquely animated and it yeah. seems that the style of animation changes with each episode. Yeah. And story and it's like it's but it was really cool and interesting to watch yeah i agree i like that too and like it was yeah sometimes they're puppets sometimes they did like you know cartoon type stuff it was very cool right and it was all it was all like simplistically done they try to like go overboard with reenacting the stories it was all done in kind of like simple animated ways that added you know some elements of humor as well yeah i guess the other stories that I really liked, and there's a thread, which is like the prison stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 
I kind of like, so first of all, the one that's in episode three, I think, where they, it's the guy who's discussing how he picks up inmates who don't have someone to pick them up and buys them, helps them buy their first meal and also their first clothes um, so that they can, you know, start to regain a little bit of individuality. I thought that was really interesting to bring up as well, because like, especially it, it is, it truly must be unimaginable to be to have been in prison for like 40 years and yeah. all of the advances in technology that have come right. along, like you'd be entering a world that's like completely complete science fiction, essentially. Yeah. Like I thought about that as well. Like being in prison 40, like for 40 years back a hundred years ago, when you came out, the world was relatively the same when you came out, but like mm-hmm. the amount of technological advances that have happened in the past 40 years, like it would be like some, in the 1970s up till you know the late to like early 2010s yeah. teens <laughs> whenever he was released. like that would just be so surreal <laughs> it's gotta be it's gotta be horrifying and i feel like you hear stories sometimes of inmates in that situation or i guess um uh prior uh prior inmates that end up doing something to get them thrown back in because they're not they can't really cope with society and I think this did a good job of showing that like some institutions don't do a good job of like Mm -hmm. weaning their inmates back into society it's kind of just like you did your time bye and then they're just like thrust into this world that they don't know yeah or don't even know how to pay things like don't know what a credit card chip is like you wouldn't even have any of that like you wouldn't have a bank account you wouldn't have any of that like set up and you would have to go and figure out how to do all of that yeah. a mobile it's- phone like there would be yeah. no such thing you know yeah. that's crazy that would be it would be a lot to try and learn <clears throat> yeah but i liked that they you know they had that little episode a uh, bit of the episode that was talking about that and you know it showed that the um the guy was like very appreciative and you know emotional about the whole situation so Right. I guess, yeah. I'm sure it's got to be useful too to be um, to be picked up by someone who has been in your situation, like a you know a past yeah. inmate as well, to be like, I get what it's like to to retransition. You know? Right. I don't think that the guy who was doing the picking up, I don't think that he was like part of the prison at yeah. all. I think that he was like a. I'm not sure if he set up his own nonprofit mm-hmm. that like helped with this, or if he just joined one that already existed. Um, sure. yeah, yeah, I think I don't think it was the prison that was helping to re, like introduce these people into society. I think it was Good Samaritans or nonprofit. Yeah, and I guess like in terms of like forty years and stuff, that reminds me of the other one where um, it's uh, this forty-something-year-old guy and his mother, and the article is a blanket that she had patched together with various bits of fabric she could find at the prison that she was in for 30 40 years um and that story is just frustrating as well given like everything that's happening today that like a cop is accident is a cop is shot and then like every single person living in that housing establishment was sentenced to 30 to 100 years in prison yeah for conspiracy to commit uh or conspiracy to kill a cop which you know they weren't involved with at all right and it's the just actual killing of the cop but so ridiculous and then like you know that kid she to get that she gave the fact that she gave birth to him in prison 
and then tried to hide him for a couple days. Like for days, like even the fact that she was able to keep it a secret for one day is incredible. <laughs> like clearly the guards were not paying much attention. Clearly not. There was no room search that Going day. through labor is not like a, a quiet process. <laughs> right. My God. But then um, it was nice to see that like, you know, it was a somewhat happy ending because his mom was released and then his dad was released shortly afterwards. So they got to actually be together for the first time in 40 yeah. years. That, that had a like a very happy ending yeah. and i like i don't think that most people in that situation get to have that kind of a happy ending but that one did have a surprisingly happy ending to that story yeah everybody kind of got to reunite like that and and presumably like they're even all living together he seems to have at least taken his mother in yeah true but, any yeah. other ones that come to mind yeah, I have a couple other ones that I really liked. Um, first, the guy who was literally walking across the entire world with his dog. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Which, I just thought that was such a cute story. Like the way that he talks about, like he gets the dog initially thinking of self like defense kind of thing or, or for protection, you know, like if he's sleeping out someplace where he's, you know, literally walking like tens of thousands of miles across the planet for fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so he gets the dog for like protection and then he ends up just absolutely falling in love with it and she gets an injury at some point and he gives up like this down jacket which is his clothing item that he's talking about in order to get his dog to the hospital faster and it's so cute (laughs) I like that story too I can't imagine like just walking as much as he has miles a day on average was what he was doing like and then just sleeping in a tent and carrying yeah. on the day. Like, like that's a... what i do in dungeons and dragons but like <laughs> i get to be sitting in a room while i'm doing that. <laughs> right. this is what your brother wanted to do very briefly and then decided not to yeah after one day of it he realized <laughs> he didn't want to crawl into that tent at the end of the day <laughs> that's a whole different story yeah. story for another time and uh, my other one of my favorites was this senior dating program that didn't involve any computers. Yeah, <laughs> like where the where like this retirement facility had it set up so that people would come and interview them on like handwritten applications, basically asking all the same questions that an online dating site would have, but they're taking the online aspect away and like pairing them up. Yeah, <laughs> with each other on dates, and that was just a cute story. Yeah. <laughs> I know I like uh, the older woman's name was Zelda and I liked that she got all dolled up in like her dress which was her article she was talking about from her late um partner yes. did they were they married I think she just refers to him as her partner yeah so her late partner and um I just loved too that she got <laughs> on like one of the talking head moments when she like presumably after the date she was like you know shortly afterwards I thought I got dressed up for this but then I was like, it's fine. I feel good. So I'm just going to go with it. I was like, oh, she's, she's a hoot. Um, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> one of the, um, one of the things that really surprised me about this show was just the number of like semi-famous people yeah. who are represented on it. Like there was people who had worked with a lot of different celebrities, like the guy who played the saxophone for Tina Turner. Yeah. Um, with his cock piece. To, 
Yeah, there, there was a Florida a House member representative who's like currently in. The I liked her story too. Yeah, with the hats. Hers was cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was also uh, Charo. I don't know if you know who she is, but she was like that sort of, you know, hyperactive older woman in episode six, the wrestler episode, the Vegas oh, episode, okay. I guess. Um, okay. She's very the one who was the dancer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. her her sister made her outfits. Yes. I just loved her. She has such like a fun personality because she's like, oh, my sister, she's a bitch. Don't judge that bitch. Um, and she's just so funny, but she is in, indeed insane. But she's made her career being sort of like that incomprehensible, like uh, incomprehensible and insane. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, I was surprised to see her on there. I was like, oh, damn. Yeah, I was surprised by a lot of people when you actually when they got into telling like who they were and what they had done, and I was like, "Oh shit! Like this is this is somebody real." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Legitimate people here. Yeah. Did you have any other uh, stories that you really liked from the show? Um, I'm trying to see if I had any others I haven't mentioned yet. I did like um, I did like the yellow sweater with the grant the korean older woman because you know yeah. it, it just like, gave her such confidence and then she was in her like dance outfits and stuff and yeah <laughs> i'm always i'm always a fan of saying like you know dancing is a great way to socialize and to get to know people and get out of your comfort zone so everyone go dance i've done it before it yeah. works you're into. <laughs> it's true um <laughs> what about you any other ones that are lingering no, I think I touched on all of my favorites. The only other qu- or thing that I wrote down um, of note was about the nudist community. <laughs> I think I wrote, I feel like the worst part of nudism would be the chafing. <laughs> and I stand by that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> You'd have to be like uh, at the beginning of Juno when whatever his name is, is putting like the, the, the it looks like deodorant, but I think it's just like a lubricant between his legs so that when he yeah. runs, it doesn't chafe. And like under your boobs. And... Oh yeah, that's not something I thought about, but true. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess maybe your skin gets used to it. I don't know how that works. I don't really want to build up calluses in those places. <laughs> <laughs> under boob calluses. No thanks. <laughs> I think I'll just keep wearing clothes. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's talk about the thing that we chose. Your article. Okay. Um, so I mentioned like earlier that I have a, a pillow that is very significant to me. It's one that I've had um, for my whole life. It, my grandmother made it for me when I was like a baby. And and it was like always like a kind of like a comfort, like how some people have, you know, comfort toys or whatever. Mm-hmm. I had a comfort pillow that I that I named Stinky. Um, I'm not sure if it was because it actually stank <laughs> or, or if I, I think my mom said the reason that I would call it that was because she would always say, like, if I couldn't find it, she'd be like, where's that stinky old pillow? So maybe uh, it did actually stink. Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't anymore. I still have it. I don't do much with it. It just kind of lives in my closet because it's pretty frail and breakable, yeah. but, <laughs> but I still have it. <laughs> nice. But, uh, I do have another thing, but you can you can tell yours next. Sure. Uh, the one that I thought about after you mentioned the pillow is that there is this like quite small red down blanket that has lost a lot of its feathers. <laughs> it's really um, just lost with a couple of 
feather tails and pretty much pretty much but it's it's like small like it's basically like a throw like you couldn't really cover your entire body with it but um <laughs> it was my friend dominique's so i'm not sure where she got it from but like i've had that blanket since before i went to college so it's something that's sort of like traveled around with me um and i do have it now currently it's sitting under my tap board to help muffle the sound but um it's uh, you know it's something that uh is kind of like a comfort piece like um if it's not under there i usually would just keep it like on the couch so that i could use it as a a quick blanket to warm up with if i'm chilly yeah um, but yeah i um I, I do actually have an, an article of clothing that oh. is sentimental as well i have a men's large L.L. Bean flannel work shirt <laughs> <laughs> that was my dad's. And after I moved out, whenever I would come home to visit, I would always steal this shirt because it was baggy and comfortable and warm, but like warm in the way where you could wear it like when it was not super cold outside, you know, mm -hmm. like spring weather kind of warm, but also like I could have it on in the wintertime and it still keeps you warm. It's breathable. It's not like it's not a fleece lined one. It's just the, the plain flannel. Yeah. And then one year for Christmas, he wrapped it up and put it underneath the tree and gave it to me as a gift because I would always steal it from him every time that I was home. Aww. So I'm actually wearing it right now. It's like what I live in this time of year. <laughs> so, and I can't like put it on and not think of my dad. So, and fortunately it's L.L. Bean, so it should last forever. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, in terms of like an actual piece of clothing, I, I really am at a loss to like choose something. I wanted to be like, oh, my tap shoes are important to me. And they are, but it's like, <laughs> I mean, uh, if I got a new pair, I wouldn't, you know, it'd be fine. So there, right. I, I don't think I have an article of clothing, clothing currently that I would be like destroyed if I, if I lost. But maybe well, one day. Yeah, I, I've only had this like as my own for maybe four years it's probably four or five years ago that he gave it to me to keep because up until then he was still wearing it when i was not stealing from him yeah i was gonna say it must <laughs> have been finally just like oh i'll just let her have it yeah i was gonna say it must have been after you move after you moved out of our apartment because yeah. i was like i don't remember a flannel shirt at all yeah i didn't really start wearing it much until like I was not living in Indiana anymore when I was living back in Pennsylvania and I was able to come home regularly. Yeah. Like that was when I started like stealing it from him all the time <laughs> on a more regular <laughs> basis. And then I think he was just like, well, fine, just, just keep it. Yeah. I'll buy other clothes. There you go. <laughs> but I remember um, being upset a couple of times when I would get home and it wasn't clean. And so uh, like, I had my mom put it in the next load of wash so that I could <laughs> it would be uh, home. Uh, <laughs> so. So I only acquired my my special item of clothing recently, so there's still time for you. Okay, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I won't lose hope. Um, I guess like the last thing I want to say about this episode is that um, I was at the doctor's the other day and I was they had the news on and they were actually doing a sh it was like the 300th episode of some talk show by this woman whose name I forgot. But she um, had the guest some of the guests from Warren Stories on and her episode was about Warren Stories. And oh, okay. so the guy um, who was in the plane crash um, that landed in the Hudson, that landed in the river uh, in yes. New York City and uh, had to shoot his boots, he was on talking about them again, which I found interesting because <laughs> I was like, 
she's asking him the same stuff that he presented in the show. So I'm not sure what what's happening here. But anyway, well, maybe they was just like promoting the show. Yeah, I guess. But um, the other thing, <laughs> the thing that was kind of cool though, and they did mention is um, they. And it reminded me a little bit of like my grandmother because my grandmother used to like make dresses for my nieces and stuff. Mm -hmm. She hasn't in a long time, I don't think. Um, (laughs) And I don't know if they would ever ever actually wore them. But um, this uh, family was on and it was the story was essentially that for the first day of kindergarten, um, like in the 1950s, this one of this grandmother or mother made this uh, dress for the daughter and then ever since then, it's been passed around the family and it's been worn by 22 of the girls for their first day of kindergarten. And I was like, how neat to have like an heirloom item like that. Yeah. You know, whereas like, which but- I think some people like, yeah, I feel like people, heirlooms seem to be like a popular thing that you see in like shows or like people have like, you know, jewelry from their great, great grandmother and stuff. Right. And I'm like, I do not. But, you know, it's it's an interesting <laughs> thing to see to see that that's got to be an interesting thing to like feel like you're holding some history or something i have a a couple of quilts that my grandmother made um she was very big into making quilts um so when she died they kind of just all got split up amongst everybody who wanted some um i mean and i like the fact that like when i yeah i think of her every time i look at it but i also like I wouldn't be destroyed or, you know, devastated or something if something happened to it. I like the quilt, but if it gets ruined that, you know, I wouldn't be devastated over it kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of like my mom and I both made that decision when we got the quilts. Cause it's like either that or you just don't use them. Like you can either hang them up decoratively or right. you use them and take the chance that the dog's going to jump on the bed and, and rip it or the cat's going to puke on it or, you know, you're going <laughs> to spill something on it, you know, using it as a throw on the couch. Like, yeah. and we both kind of just figured my grandmother would just say, use them, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, don't just hang them up someplace, just put them on the bed. And if they get ruined, throw them out. It's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> just deal with it as we come. Yeah. That so come? that's what we're doing. We're just using them. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But yeah. There. I think that's pretty much anything else you wanted to say about the episode. I was gonna say, did you have any quotes at all that you wrote down from the episode? So I will be forthright about this and say that I essentially just like watched the entire thing without taking a single note. And then today I went back and fast forwarded to see, to remember which stories were in which episode. Um, So I did not write down anything. That's fair. I don't really have, I wrote down one quote because I thought it really like, it was probably a really good quote from this particular show. Like it kind of wraps the whole show up really mm-hmm. nicely. Um, so I will, I will read that. And it's by the Florida house member. Mm-hmm. And she said, even before you speak, people see mm-hmm. you and you've already set the tone and they, what they see is what you wear and what you wear speaks volumes. Yeah. She was so a- eloquent. That woman. Yeah, she really was. She made me think that maybe I shouldn't wear yoga pants every time I go out into public. I think I think you should also get a hat. Or, or, <laughs> or twelve. <right. laughs> One to match every color pair of yoga pants I have. There you go. Your hat is just a beanie. A beanie <laughs> to go with your yoga pants. Yeah, yeah. That's what you meant, right? That's what I meant, yeah. Um yeah. But that's pretty much Warren's stories. 
it pretty much is. <laughs> um, and also our worn stories. And our worn stories. If you would like <laughs> to share your worn stories, feel free to reach out uh, to us on Twitter at NNO Podcast. Or you can send them to me at navigatingnetflixoriginals at gmail.com. And you're also welcome to send us any suggestions you have for things you want us to talk about in the future. Indeed. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. And until next time. Bye. Bye.